there's a real magic to it and a real vastness and endlessness and it's so powerful and I'm so small and I think that maybe comes into a lot of what I make and it's a feeling that definitely really present when I'm, <laughs> when I'm by the sea. Hello and welcome to Your Magic. I'm your host, Michelle T, and today I'll be talking to Dana Margolin of the dreamy music project Porridge Radio. We're going to talk about the scene in Brighton, about astrology, the importance of stability and comfort, and more. After that, we will be graced with Vera Blossom, who has a beachy naptime ASMR ritual for maximum chill. Stay with us. So there was this one period in my life, I was young, like 21, and estranged from my family and just really going through it. I was also in a bad relationship, but at least my girlfriend had the decency to take off for Arizona, so it could be a long distance bad relationship. I was left very much on my own, living in a boarding house in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Now there's a lot to say about Provincetown. It's where the first British colonizers landed, so you could say it's cursed. It's also a queer mecca, situated on a spiral of land that swirls out into the ocean. So you could say it's magic, and many do. It's a haven for artists. I mean, John Waters can often be spotted riding his bicycle down the town's main drag. When I lived there, I was in such a bad state, I didn't really have it in me to take advantage of the good times or community the village offers. But my shabby little rooming house was right across the street from the ocean. Like, right across the street. I would be barefoot, shuffling out of my flop house, walking across the road through a parking lot, and boop, my feet hit sand. Now, if you don't know what to do with yourself, if you're bored or restless, or just feel super lost in your life, going to the ocean is always a fantastic idea. First of all, you never know what you'll find. In Provincetown, the beachcombing was extra fun because right beyond the bay, there are a couple of like ye olde shipwrecks and pottery and smashed china from them frequently washes up on the shores. As if just the hugeness of the ocean itself is not enough to make you feel small, like your life is fairly inconsequential. Then it has to go and burp up shards of antiques at your feet, like time. You wanna talk about time? You physically cannot not feel better after spending some time at the beach. And that's because of negative ions. Ions are molecules that carry either a negative or positive electrical charge, and they drift through the air, interacting with our bodies and really having an effect upon us. Positive ions are not as upbeat as they sound. Pollution and electromagnetism from our screens have positive electrical charges, and they can make us feel foggy and fatigued. But negative ions, negative ions are magic. They bring about a feeling of rejuvenation and relaxation. They refresh us. Negative ions are found in abundance at the ocean or where water gets sort of banged around. Waterfalls, rushing rivers, the current of a creek. Even your shower at home will create negative ions, which really stunned me to learn because before I got on my Effexor, I would sometimes take three showers a day. I just felt so much better after them. I feel a lot better after shuffling around the ocean in Provincetown too. One night, feeling especially like an orphan, cut off from family love and support, I brought some paper and markers and a candle down to the ocean, and I decided I would allow her to adopt me. It wouldn't matter that I didn't have a fallible, messed up human family to care for me. I'd have the motherfucking ocean, infinitely more powerful and eternal. I made myself a new birth certificate, there beneath the moon, which, wouldn't you know it, just happened to be full. 
I sealed it with candle wax and cried, feeling heavy and sad, but also lighter and solid and magic. I've long since reconciled with my family of origin, like my mother is downstairs right now folding my laundry. Thanks, Ma. I didn't ask her to do that, by the way. She likes to do it, I swear. But you know, whenever I am by the ocean, and especially when I'm lucky enough to visit that stretch of Atlantic that swirls around Provincetown, I feel like I'm having a reunion with my shadow mother, eternally present and filled with life and mystery, giving me a rejuvenating, ionic kiss. Here's Dana Margolin. Welcome to your magic. Thank you. I'm so moved and intrigued in everything that I know about you and about your work, about how important the ocean, the sea is. Like, it seems like it's a real source of magic in your life. Yeah, I think it really is. I mean, I I used to live in Brighton. I was there for five years and that's on the south coast of the UK. It's on the sea. And I grew up in London. But one of the things when I moved to Brighton that made me really tied to it was the ocean and being so close to it and there was a time I knew for about two years I lived really really close to the sea and I would go down pretty much every single day to the beach and just kind of stand and stare at it and take it all in and I think that even where I haven't explicitly thought about it as um as like an influence for my work it always has been there's a real magic to it and a real vastness and endlessness and it's so powerful and I'm so small and I think that maybe comes into a lot of what I make and it's a feeling that definitely is um really present when I'm <laughs> when I'm by the sea. Will you talk about the the kind of scene in Brighton that kind of gave birth to Porridge Radio that that it all came out of? I mean Brighton is full of bands it's just on believable <laughs> numbers of bands <laughs> all the time so there was a time where we were playing you know three shows a week on the same street and that was only possible because it's a city that has a show every night and you know there's so many amazing venues and so many independent promoters and DIY artists there's just so much going on it was a really great environment to start a band and learn how to play shows and be around other people who were doing it and were excited to do it even before we knew what we were doing so cool how do you feel about being on tour is it something that you enjoy I have mixed feelings about being on tour I find it really really difficult but I also find it really really amazing and there's times where I'm on tour and I just think this is the best thing I can't believe I get to do this I'm so lucky I can't believe I get to see the world with my friends and perform these songs that we've made and sometimes I'm so tired and so sad and it's the opposite it's like why am I here why am I doing this to what end what about my beautiful domestic dreams (laughs) where are they is the kind of being pulled away from a sense of home what makes you sad and gives you what sounds like an existential crisis yes definitely I think um people need routine and I think routine and stability and comfort of what make up, what allow us to function. And tour is the opposite of that. So as much as I think I have a sense of, like, I want to travel, I want to see everything, I want to meet people, I want to make things, I want to express myself, I also really crave stability and comfort. You know, your statement about, like, people need routine, which I totally agree with, also makes me think about ritual and how ritual is sort of like a like a super heightened moment of routine. And I'm wondering, like, do you have rituals in your life? 
Yeah, I'm Jewish and have a lot of family rituals. So <laughs> rituals always been quite important growing up. Every single Friday, I'd go to my grandma's Friday night dinner from birth till I was <laughs> 18 and left home. Um, and there's, I think within that tradition, there's a lot of rituals that are just very kind of intrinsic to family life that I don't think I ever really overthought until much later on when I realised how important they've been. Things like singing the same songs <laughs> or telling the same stories or doing the same family meals throughout the year, like those things have always been really important to me. But then I think as I've got older, I kind of have other rituals and routines that I do for myself, which I kind of pick up along the way. Or, you know, like when I was in Brighton going down to the sea, whenever I felt like I needed something, <laughs> some kind of grounding. Can you locate like your the rituals from your childhood of song and storytelling in your artwork, like in your songwriting? Yeah, I sometimes can do, you know, like I think um, a lot of the time people point out the repetition that I use in my songwriting. And when I actually think about it, I can see how that is kind of like linked to that, like the songs that I would sing on summer camp growing up, <laughs> which were, <laughs> you could, like they had similar kind of repetitions to them and a feeling of kind of communal singing that brings people together I think have really informed the kind of songs I write. I have to ask you what your astrological sign is. I can't believe it's taken me this long. A Scorpio. Do you know what your other stuff is? Do you know like your moon and your rising? As you know, I just realized that I'm I'm not going to look at my phone because I've realized I'm actually using it to record this and I shouldn't. But um, it's Libra and Pisces. But I think Pisces is the rising. <laughs> I can see that. You have a dreaminess about you and especially in your performance, like the way that you like your poetry. It's also very Libra moon, though. Is it? <laughs> and then you got that Scorpio. Very interesting. Very interesting. It's not a surprise that you that you guys have done so well. Do you pay attention to astrology in this stuff or are you just sort of like give it half an eye? I love astrology as a way to make sense of things. It's like a reflection of, I think when somebody kind of, when you're, when you're confronted with ideas about what your life is and means, you can then come back and like it can act as a mirror so that you can actually respond to it. And so I've often when I've been having a really difficult time, I do go to astrology because it's just nice to have something written down that I could then agree or disagree with. <laughs> What do you do to like self-care while you're traveling? How do you take care of yourself? I actually really struggle with that. And that's something that I am really learning how to do. But I think it's really important for me to have time to myself. Time to sit and stare at the wall for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, walk around on my own, do a drawing, call my sister or my mum. Every time I think I'm on the brink of collapse, that's like, that's what pulls me back and gets things going again. Well, I have this deck of tarot cards and I would love to read your tarot cards if you would like that. I would love that. Cool. Do you have have you had a tarot reading before? Never. <gasps> I am honored. That's so cool. Okay. I've always wanted to have one, which was part of the appeal, you know, of meeting you. <laughs> Yeah, I love tarot. And it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a tool for so many great things. Usually, I find it tells you sort of what you already know. But often we need that kind of confirmation from the universe or from something outside of ourselves because it can be so hard to um, trust ourselves or trust our 
insight or, you know, where we're coming from. And it also can point us in, in different directions, which I like that very practical help as well. Is there anything in particular that you'd like to know about? I guess like the question is more of a, like an existential, is this the path? You know, is this what I'm doing right now? Is traveling extensively? Is touring the best idea? Is this the is this what I'm doing? Okay, that sounds great. So it's not so much like, is my music, my career, my creativity the right path? It's more like, is the touring part of this the right path? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, since you are slated to be on the road for quite a while, uh, <laughs> real soon. <laughs> Let's find out if it's a good idea before we do it. What do I do if uh, it's not a good idea? Um, well, like, it seems like you're already committed to it. So what we'll do if it's not a good idea is um, figure out some <laughs> some um, tools for you to use while you're in it. Um, but let's just start with that. I'm shuffling right now thinking, what does it look like for you to be on tour? Like in regards to, you know, is this your highest good? Is touring your highest good personally, creatively, spiritually, emotionally, professionally, all of it? Pulling three. And now I like to compare and contrast. So I'll pull an alternative. I mean, you know, alternately, I guess it would be like not touring, right? And <laughs> finding other ways to promote and perform that aren't quite so hectic. All right, let's see. I mean, we can always brainstorm what that looks like if it tells you that that's a good path for you. But is it in your be best interest to not tour quite so extensively? Okay. All right. So what does touring look like for you? <laughs> it looks so good, but guess what? It's also the devil. <laughs> The middle card, so, you know, I do these these three card readings and um, very often the set, the card that's right in the middle feels almost like this centerpiece where it's like really channeling this, this core of energy. And it's like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's the devil, right? It's what you wrestle with. It's, there's so much good in the devil, right? I mean, we, we love the devil because the devil is so alive and there's rawness and adventure and sexy and it's procreative, it's creative, um, but it's also it drags us down. It makes us feel like we're not in charge of our own destiny. It can wear us out. Um, it doesn't seem like it necessarily cares about our well-being. It's just sort of stomping all over us, right? So it's, um, yeah, it looks like that. I think this is really that, that very true, like, friction that you have with this. But I want to tell you, the first card that came out is Victory. This is a beautiful card. It's the six of wands. Um, astrologically, it's Jupiter in Leo. So Jupiter is the planet that brings us gifts. It's where we are lucky. It's where we're fortunate. It's where um, things fall into our laps. And it's also where our lives expand and our horizons expand, where we level up. And it's in Leo, which is the sign of performance, creativity, art. I mean, this is so good for a touring musician to get this. You know, it's like... Um, in the Rider Waite tarot, this is the Toth tarot, but you know, it's it's often seen as it's often drawn as a person sort of riding triumphantly into town on a horse. And like if that's not a tour in 2022, <laughs> you know, yeah. triumphantly, you know, pulling into town and everybody being so excited to see you, right? So yeah, I mean, there this is showing that also it is really beneficial for you. And you know, here's something too about the tarot. Everything is right now. You know, if you, you can ask this question next year, maybe when you're done with this giant tour that you're going to be doing, you might have a very different, it could be like, okay, you, d you did it and now something else. But for right now, 
it seems like what what the best thing for you to do is to really try to get a handle on the devil and like how can you work with the devil and have him not be so much of your enemy um but you know but but your 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 i don't know your little friend your frenemy um your last card here and i love this also you got a, you got two jupiter cards and this one it's called truce right so there's you making a truce with tor making a truce with the part of yourself that's you know that's in an internal struggle around it like maybe being like okay i'm not going to I'm making, um, I'm, I'm going to make a deal with myself to not torture myself about whether or not this is the right thing to do right now. I'm just going to commit to it. I know that it's the devil. I know the way that it drags on me. Right. But I'm just going to be like, okay, hello, devil. We're hanging out with you for a year or so. I don't know how long, you know, this is going to be for you. Um, what I love about this for you is that it's a swords card. It's the four of swords. Swords happen all in our mind. So this is you coming to a sort of intellectual peace about it, you know, so like you're not torturing yourself about it. It's also Libra. So it's, it's Jupiter and Libra and you have Libra, you know, prominent in your, in your makeup. So, and, and, you know, that, um, you know, your Libra moon, your moon is what you, is what wants to feel safe and cozy. And so that is that part of you that does probably want to be home in a pretty, pretty house that you get to decorate and make look lovely and you know in your in you're gonna make me cry so oh okay i'm sorry oh no i'm the devil oh jesus but you know i think that it's like well how can you bring that into tour into your touring area like how can you create a little you know mobile nest for yourself so that you know, you, you're kind of like a little turtle with like your shell on your back for a bit, you know, and again, not forever. And just making a peace with it that like, you know, that you'll have that waiting for you at the end of this journey. Um, but you have to go on this rousing victory tour basically here with the six of wands, um, before you. And, and so, you know, and you know, I think intellectually that, that this is really good for you and it does a service to, the work you've created. Right. And it's like, as artists, we always have to be in service to our work. Right. And, and you're doing that, which is very beautiful and noble, um, for not touring. Let me see what that looks like for you. I mean, <laughs> I do think that there is a world for you where you can stop touring, um, and think of a different way to do this. So I, what I'm seeing in, in these card polls, it's not either, or it's sort of like both. And so it's like, you know, for right now, obviously, this this tour is very good for you, but um, I think that you will also with this devil card, you will be really aware on this tour of like the ways in which touring doesn't work for you. You know, you will be very aware of it. Um, it's not going to break you or anything like that. It's more like information, you know, as you and and this could also be a sort of if there, I wonder if there's a way for you to look at you know, your upcoming tour as a, as like an interesting fact finding mission for yourself. If you're just like, aha, this is why I don't like this, this, you know, this moment, you know, what has happened here, gas station, hard boiled eggs is why I do not like tour, you know, like, <laughs> that's why I do like tour. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. I love a mobile hard boiled egg. Oh my God. It can be so fun to feel like, well, I guess I have to eat trash because there's literally nothing else available to me. But you know what? Things have changed a lot and there's a lot over like the last five years or something. There's, there's so many like good salads that you can get at the service stations and All that right. is life-saving. But I do think on tour, like the most important thing is always having a bag full of vegetables just like anywhere you go cereal bars vegetables 
dips. So you do know how to take care of yourself on tour. It's very hard though, you know. It's yeah. very um it really like it push you have to be so on it to be able to do it. You have to be so aware of everything all the time because if you let it slip for one day then you just have nothing good to eat. Listen, I you know, bef- I I went I went really big and positive on touring for you. But I do want to tell you that, you know, as far as like, you know, asking the cards, like, is this in your highest interest? Is this in your best interest? It actually is in your best interest, maybe not to tour. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do feel like I, I feel very happy for you that you got that victory card. I mean, that's a big deal, that card. And so I, I'm getting from that is that like, you know, you've got to do it right now. You're, you're, you're signed up for it right now, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, where the devil comes in. When the devil comes in, we kind of we feel like we can't get out of something. You know, it's almost, you know, it's off. It often comes up during uh, readings where there's an addiction at play. Right. So if you think about that, it's like you're like, I have to do this. There's no way out of it. Um, so I can see you feeling like that a little bit right now. And, you know, surely you you have these dates booked. You are sort of on the hook for We're it. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're We're doing fucking it. And, going. <laughs> and I think you'll make your truce around it and you're going to have a good time. Um, but big picture, when you're done with all of that. The first card that came up for you here for not touring is the Aeon. This is a big deal card. This is about a whole new way of living. So I'm like, wow, you know, it it almost because touring is such like the way it's done. It would it's like you need a card that's this big and this powerful, actually, to help you figure out, well, what's the alternative? It's like you have to create a whole new reality in which touring isn't paramount. It's not how you do it. And I I can see this actually being really powerful and great for you. I mean, this is a very positive card. It means a change for the better. But often at the start of this change, there's a sense of like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, the story in the card is you see this old pharaoh in the back and he's out. He's the old model. He's touring. <laughs> he's on tour. <laughs> he's on tour forever. And then you see this little ghosty baby here and he's the new ruler. But he's just a baby. So you're like, how is he going to rule? He doesn't know what he's doing. But it's his destiny. It's his destiny to grow into it and to figure it out. And he'll have support, you know, and, and as will you. So, you know, this is a really interesting card to get when you're thinking about drastically changing the way not only you live your, your life, but the way you manage your career and certainly the, pe- the way people expect you to manage your career, right? So it's also, this is a riff on traditionally in the tarot, this is the judgment card. So when the judgment card comes up, we have to take a hard look at our past and be like, that wasn't working for me. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not bringing that into my future. So since we're talking about like, do I not tour anymore? I think it's really clear. Like that's what you want to not bring in, right? Wow. That's quite heavy. (laughs) It is heavy. What's nice is the next cards that are coming for you are actually quite light and joyful. Um, The next one is you can just see it in the colors. It's called... um, what is it called? Virtue. It's the three of wands. And this is a really beautiful card. It's sun and Aries. And the wands are about what we do with our will, our life energy, our passion, right? You know, with the six of wands coming up for you, you took all of that life energy and passion and you were creative with it and you were victorious in your creativity. This is all about being more self-focused in that way that Aries is the very first sign of the Zodiac and they are very much all about the self um, energetically. So this is about taking your will and just putting it in exactly the right place. And it's like, if that right place for you is home and like hunkering down and doing, you know, kind of starting, moving your creative work into a direction that allows you to be more of a homebody and be more in one place and be able to have that kind of consistent 
grounded self-care, like this is a card that bodes so well for that. It's a very, it's a very beautiful card. And it's the idea of virtue. It's not about like, you know, purity or morality. It's like, it's, it's about like, you've done the correct thing for yourself. That's just like what it is that you've done the right thing for yourself. And then you end with another Jupiter card. It's Jupiter and Pisces. And it's literally happiness. The card is literally called happiness. Like, will you be happier? <laughs> not touring? Yes you will be. Have you made a truce about having to go on this particular, you know, victory tour? Yeah, you have, you know, you have. And, you know, am I right that this is sort of like, this is all sort of the tour that you were sort of supposed to go on before COVID knocked everything yeah. out, right? So there is this sort of delayed, like we've all been waiting for you, the world's been waiting for you. So you're going to go greet your public. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna go, <laughs> you're gonna chill out. And I, I think that, um, I think that not touring actually is something that makes a lot of sense for you. And it might be a little tricky at first to figure out how that works in a practical sense, but it looks like you can do it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a flighty person. I need to be on the move. I need to go yeah. places and do things. But maybe it's just figuring out how to do smaller targeted tours instead of these wild, like you're, you're globetrotting for, you know, a year. Yeah. Exactly. I think definitely after um, not being able to tour for so long, there's so many people who wanted to see us and mm -hmm. so many places we wanted to get to. So we were like, well, let's just do it all. Yeah. <laughs> let's cram it in. And now suddenly there's a lot happening. Yeah. Well, you're going to get through it. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, my God. Dana, thank you so much for spending some time and talking about your life. Thank you so much. It's been really, really nice. Illuminating. <laughs> Hi, I'm Vera Blossom, a producer here at Your Magic. Today, I have a simple ritual that you can use when you're stressed out, overworked, or feeling the inklings of burnout creep up on you. Here's what you'll need. Sunblock, at least SPF 60. A body of water. A picnic blanket or a beach towel. Ideally, you'll also have a sunny day. Make your way to the closest body of water to you. Maybe it's the ocean, a great lake, a stream, or even an artificial pond at a park in your neighborhood. Check your phone. Hopefully you've gotten a semi-urgent email or a text from someone. Here's the important part. Don't answer it. Set your phone to do not disturb. Sit by the water and watch as the tides rock back and forth. If it's a river, Watch the water roll downstream. Even the water in a small pond will ripple if you look closely. Reflect on the movement of the water, how it's affected by the wind and the pull of the moon. As the tide comes toward you, imagine yourself placing all of your stress, your dark thoughts, onto the water. As it washes away, watch the water pull your heaviness away. Feel the weight become lighter. Feel your shoulders relax. Breathe in. Breathe out. Spend however much time by the water as you want. You'll know you're done when you've reached that zen state where your head feels empty and your thoughts are a little less frantic. Now, set your blanket or towel down and have a seat. 
cover yourself in sunblock, and then lay down. Feel the sun hugging your skin, and the heat cooking away all your anxieties. I like to imagine that I'm made of clay, and the sun is like a kiln. My skin and spirit becoming hardened and glossy, so that I can be protected from bad vibes. Revel in the pleasure of ignoring your real life. Stay by the water as long as possible, until the sun sets. If you can help it, do nothing. If you're a truly landlocked witch with no access to any body of water, fret not. You can turn your shower or bathtub on and lay on the tile. Listen to the water, almost as if you are sitting by a rainy window. Let your negative thoughts go down the drain. Then lay on the floor somewhere else in your house, hopefully by a window if you can, or even a terrace or your roof. Listen to your favorite music. Do this for as long as possible, and don't forget to ignore all the texts and emails blowing up your phone. This ritual won't cure your burnout, but maybe if you can sneak away to do this ritual enough, you can stave it off for a little bit longer. Thank you so much, Vera Blossom. I feel more relaxed just listening to that drowsy magic. I want to try it. Wherever you find your magic, by the sea or in your home, connecting with your cards or indulging a nap, we hope you find lots of it this week. See you next time. Thanks for tuning into Your Magic. You can support us, plus get access to a whole bunch of bonus content at patreon.com backslash thisisyourmagic. Every dollar makes our work possible, so thanks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at This Is Your Magic and subscribe to our newsletter at thisisyourmagic.com. You can rate us and subscribe right here on Spotify. Do what you need to do to never miss an episode. You can email us at hello at thisisyourmagic.com. We would love to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by Molly Elizalde, Tony Gannon, and Vera Blossom. We got production support from Kirsten Osai-Bonzu. Our executive producers are Ben Cooley, myself, and Molly Elizalde. Our original theme music is by John Kimbrough. Thanks for listening. <laughs>